be of significance. What is going to be of significance is how we fail in the day of Qiyamah. Person had every comfort in this dunya, but if he came on the day of Qiyamah empty-handed, then what was the use of all the comforts of dunya? And if a person was down and out in this world, but he comes on the day of Qiyamah and he gets the certificate of Jannah, then this would mean nothing to him what difficulties he felt in this world. So that is the real case. So if a person has gained Mahfirat Subhanallah and he gains Jannah, he's got everything. In the short life of this dunya, it won't really matter whether it was very, very easy or very difficult. That's a way to count. And Allah Ta'ala says the Jannah which is so vast, its breadth is the distance between the heavens and the earth. That is also just to make us understand. It is beyond our comprehension. The vastness of Jannah is beyond what we can imagine. The last person that will enter Jannah, the lengthy Hadith Sharif, where how this person will come out of Jahannam and then step by step move to one tree, under one the shade of one tree, and then another tree, finally to the door of Jannah. And then Allah will tell him, okay, you know, desire what you want, you desire and desire. What difficulty is there to desire? In what moment a person can desire the whole world? So he will desire, and then Allah will tell him, desire this also. Desire that also. And then eventually Allah will tell him, go for you is whatever was in the dunya, and ten times the life thereof. This is the last person to enter Jannah. The smallest Jannah is ten times the size of this dunya. This dunya is a very small place, it can't contain anything. It is too small to contain what Nehemiah and Allah has kept in Jannah. So, this Jannah is so vast, Allah is giving us this encouragement that look, this is what you need to work towards. This is what you need to hasten towards. This is what you need to compete with one another towards. The competition for dunya, this is of no significance. Who beat who in terms of dunya, when the eyes close, the person realizes all this was nothing. It's like some children came on the seashore and then somebody made a small castle, somebody made a bigger castle, somebody made a more fancy castle, and somebody made a more eloquent castle and whatever else. And at the end of the day, then they kick it with their own feet and it's all the stand and they go. Likewise, when a person has left dunya, all of these things will look like sandcastles. If a na'mat comes, somebody in Allah has blessed with the na'mat, then it has come in a halal way, it has come in a way according to the pleasure of Allah. Mashallah is a hammer, the person will use it to make sugar. That sugar too will take it closer to Allah. But this is not something to attach the heart to. Like those children will make those sandcastles and everything and they enjoy it and they even will sometimes feel that my castle is better than your castle too. But the heart is not attached to it. At the end of the day, they kick it themselves and they go. One wave comes and rushes everything, it's gone. End of story. So the heart is to be attached to Akhirat. The hands will be in dunya, but the heart to Akhirat. Or dunya ke majhgalo mein bhi baakuda rahe, sab ke saath reh ke bhi sab se juda rahe. That the people of Allah Ta'ala, they even in the midst of all their occupations of dunya, dunya ke reh ke bhi baakuda rahe, they are still with Allah Ta'ala. Apparently they are very busy in dunya, while they are busy in their work, while they are busy in their occupation, while they are busy running their businesses, it appears this person is in dunya. But in the midst of all that dunya also, their hearts are with Allah Ta'ala. While they are with everybody, they are away from everyone. 
physically they are with everyone, they are smiling, they are in everybody's company, they are talking and laughing, whatever the case may be, but their hearts are with Allah. This is the life of the Ahlullah. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala is saying that aspire for this Jannah, aspire for Mahfirat and Jannah. And for who is this Jannah? This Jannah has been prepared for the Muttaqeen. Jannah Allah Ta'ala says prepared for the Muttaqeen. The same quality of Taqwa. This month of Ramadan given to us to acquire Taqwa. Allah Ta'ala is saying my Jannah has prepared for the Muttaqeen. Now who are the Muttaqeen? So Allah Ta'ala highlights some of their qualities. It's obvious the Muttaqeen, they don't miss their Salah. The Muttaqeen, they fulfill their Zakat, their fasting, their Hajj. The Muttaqeen, they stay away from sin. Otherwise, where is the Taqwa? So the Muttaqeen have all this in their lives. Allah Ta'ala is highlighting certain things. That these are the qualities of the Muttaqeen. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي First quality. Allah Ta'ala says, those who spend in ease and in adversity. In conditions of ease, they spend also in the path of Allah Ta'ala. They spend in the cause of deen. They spend on the needy, the poor, the destitute, the orphans, the widows. They spend in those avenues that will earn them the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. That will earn jannah for them. And in adversity, in difficulty, in the tides, then too they don't stop spending. The proportions might differ. The quantity might differ. In times of ease, they could spend a different quantity. In times of adversity, they might spend a different quantity, but they don't stop spending in the path of Allah. They don't stop spending in the cause of deen. Whatever they can, some amount. Allah Ta'ala doesn't look at the quantity. Allah Ta'ala looks at the sincerity. Then if there's, with the sincerity, the quantity is also big, then there'll be greater benefit for it. But the primary thing is the sincerity. The primary thing is with what heart a person gave in the path of Allah. With what heart a person gave in the cause of being to the poor, to the widow, to the destitute. What was the heart he gave? What was the sincerity? Well, in one hadith, Nabi Islam says, the seven people will be given the shade of the arsh of Allah, of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. One of those seven people gave, the person gave in the path of Allah Ta'ala, but his left hand didn't know what his right hand gave. So the left hand belongs to him, the right hand belongs to him. So obviously his left hand will come to know what his right hand can give him, it's all him. But if supposing the left hand would have had its own mind, if the left hand had its own consciousness, and the right hand had its own consciousness, the left hand won't know what the right hand did. He does it with such sincerity and between him and Allah. In other words, no other person, he is concerned about impressing anybody, or is concerned about making a name for himself. He's only concerned about earning the pleasure of Allah. And on top of that, he is afraid. الَّذِينَ يُرْتُونَ مَا آتَوْ وَأُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِبَتُمْ that Allah Ta'ala describes these people that they give in the path of Allah Ta'ala and they are still afraid. That when I return to Allah Ta'ala, will this be accepted? So in any case, the first quality Allah Ta'ala says that these are the muttaqeen, they spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. If they can spend a part of a date, the part of a date, then do they spend? 
is the presence. Because otherwise if it starts flowing out, flows out of the mouth, and it comes out in the form of very, very flowery languages. All kinds of ajeeb things a person starts talking. Some foreign languages and flowery languages. And in those few statements sometimes, he alienates his wife forever, and sometimes he breaks a lifelong friendship, and sometimes Allah forbid he loses Imam. He makes such statements in that anger, he'll lose his Imam also. So Allah Ta'ala says, keep it inside, don't let it come out. The Hadith Sharif that he says that the person who the person who suppresses his anger where he could have vented it. What is a person now is in front of some somebody tamped his toes and he's normally the type of person who keeps saying, I can't tolerate it if anybody tamped my toes. Don't dare tamp my toes. Now somebody really physically tamped his toes. When they physically tamped his toes, he looked up, but this was a six-footer. And the fellow had his sleeves folded up also. He was looking for a fight. And now when he sees the size of the person, and this person is looking for a fight, so now at that time, every bit of tawazu comes into him. He sees that after all, there's so many riwayat, so many ahadis, so many ayats speak about forgiveness. So now, you have to practice on this also. He tells the poor imam, he is not. Just let me go home, stuff. So now at that time, he couldn't vent his anger. He was angry, obviously, but outwardly everything was looking very fine. He told him, no, I know it was a mistake, it's okay, no problem. But when he could have vented the anger, then the person genuinely made a mistake. Now somebody, purely out of mistake, they did something which now upset him. But now he can't handle it. Now he says, well, you know, I just lose it. But there he found it. In front of the six footer he found it. Now he lost it. He said, no, I just lose it. And I just fly off the rail. When you start flying off the rail, you get derailed. And when the train derails, there's major disaster. So, when a person can vent that anger, in the condition where he could have vented it, but he does not vent it. Allah ta'ala Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart with peace and with Iman. Subhanallah, can we imagine the Mashai state when a person gulps this anger for the pleasure of Allah? It's a bitter gulp. This gulping this anger is a bitter gulp. But when a person gulps other things, he gulps a mouthful of water now or whatever else he gulps down, it goes into his stomach. When he gulps this anger, it goes into his heart and transforms into noor. When he gulps this anger for the pleasure of Allah, that whole heart becomes engulfed in noor from this gulp of anger. So, when he will gulp this anger for the pleasure of Allah, there was one Muslim, pious person in Yoban, he saw somebody in a dream, that person also was a pious person, he passed away, and after this person passed away, so he saw him in the dream. They asked him, how did things go with you? A dream is not something that is a shari proof, but if it's a clear cut thing, you can take a lesson from it. True dreams, and we explain in the hadith as well, that they are true dreams as well. There are all kinds of dreams, some are true. In any case, they asked him, how did things go with you? He says, one day I came home, and he said, Allah forgave me, alhamdulillah. 
Allah Ta'ala forgave me on account of one action that happened one day. I came home, I was very hungry, and my wife presented the food, and she had a mistake, she had added too much of salt. It was actually very salty, puts up. And at that time now, in that hunger, now this food is almost bitter, and I put the first morsel and became very angry. But then I immediately controlled that anger. I said, after all, she's also Allah's servant. She's also the servant of Allah. She made a mistake, I also make mistakes. If I forgive her, inshallah, Allah will forgive me. You see, then I overlooked it, I quietly ate that food as it was. I didn't make any big fuss about it and make a noise about it. I just got the anger down and I got the food down quietly. He says, now I was forgiven on account of that, that you forgave our servant, today we forgive you. So, this suppressing of that anger, this is the quality of the Muttaqeen. Allah has highlighted, part of their highlights. And then Allah says, And in this suppressing of this anger, there are so many things that have been taught to us in the Ahadis. Like a person becomes angry, he standing, he must sit down, he's sitting, lie down, to recite ta'awuz, a'awuz billahi ibn shaytan al-rajim. And among the things to do also, as part of the large, is to recite, this is not something established of sunnah, this is just an amal, that has a very good impact on the heart and mind, and it helps a lot with this anger. Because this anger is a very, very dangerous disease. Anger becomes overwhelming on a person, and Allah forbid, then anything and everything can happen. So, part of an amal and an ilaj is to excessively recite Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim very consciously, repeatedly. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Allah Ta'ala's Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim. Repeatedly reading, even to recite seven times, blowing a glass of water and drink it, to recite seven times and blow the food. That everybody needs to make. This is part of an amal, this is ilad, this is something which the name of Allah, Allah the name of Allah, Allah has tremendous effect. Why would we mean this part of Allah, Allah has effect? So, in any case, what God we mean al-ghayz, those who suppress that anger. And then Allah, Allah says, nas. They don't stop here, that they suppress their anger. If a person just suppresses their anger and he stops there, and this is what is sometimes uh, expressed as that it was bottled up. When a person keeps bottling it up, then somewhere one day that bottle explodes. Then that becomes a, another big explosion and a disaster. Allah says, don't just bottle it up. Well, Kaadi means a because when a person just bottles it and leaves it there, then it will slowly turn into malice. Because he didn't vent it, but he kept it. When he kept it, that was slowly transformed into malice. Now he'll be wishing ill for this person. He didn't say anything, he didn't do anything, but now he'll be wishing ill for him. And he'll be, instead of making dua on behalf of the person, I was wishing a house on behalf of him. I hope he gets sick. And I hope his business fails. And I hope the house will be all the wrong, all the ills we start wishing for Muslim brothers. So Allah says, no, they suppress the anger and then they forgive. And when a person has forgiven for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, now he is transferred it to the akhirah. So he's no more bottled up. 
If he just bottles it out, he can explode. But he's passed it on, he's emptied it from his heart. He's forgiven. And now when he's forgiven, he knows, okay, this is now something that will be for me the I will get rewarded for this. I will get that common and iman, that peace and that iman in my heart. So he forgives as well. And not just he forgives and stops there, then even one step further he goes. He goes one step further, After having suppressed that anger, and after having forgiven, he still on top of that makes ihsan, and does a favor in return. He does a good in return for the wrong that was done to him. This is what Nabi Sallallahu has taught. Silman qata'ak, wa'afu'ab man zalabak, wa'ahsin ila man asa'a ilayk. The joint ties of relationship with the one who cuts off ties from him. Somebody is cutting off ties of relationship, you join with him. وَعْفُعَمْ مَنْ زَلَمَتْ Forgive the one who has oppressed you. And then don't stop there. وَأَحْسِنْ إِلَىٰ مَنْ أَسَاءَ إِلَيْكَ Return somebody's ill-treatment with good treatment. Somebody is wrong with a right. Somebody is pain with some favor. This is what is the peak of akhlaq. And akhlaq is the weightiest thing on the scales of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah. So these are the highlights of the sifat of the muttaqeen. That the muttaqeen, the friends of Allah wa ta'ala, they possess these qualities. They are those alladhina yunfiqoon of istarra or tarra. They spend in ease and in adversity. Walqaadimin al-ghayz. They suppress their anger. For the pleasure of Allah They suppress their anger. They are people who are very tolerant. They have this control over themselves. Walqaadimin al-ghayz. Walqaadimin al-ghayz. They forgive. In forgiving, When a person forgives, he doesn't come down in any way. Allah Ta'ala increases his Islam. Apparently it seems now he became the lower one. Somebody else did what they wanted to do and he had to humble himself. But when he humbled himself to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will elevate him. Allah Ta'ala increases his Islam. And, وَالْكَعْضِمِينَ الْغَيْرِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala does, loves those who do ihsan, who do good in return. Allah Ta'ala give us all these qualities of the Muttaqeen. Make us the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. Bless us with this great wealth. Allah Ta'ala keep us with Iman. Take us with Iman. And raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillahi. 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 Alhamdulillah